two, two and then the three, three, three and then the four, four. Then you gotta breathe. One and then the two, two, two and then the three, three, three and then the four, four. Then you gotta breathe. Then you gotta, then you gotta. Yo, these niggas can't breathe when I come through. Hum to some shoes, gotta be twenty man. It's not even funny they can't. The chokehold's too tight, the left looks too right. You know what? You right. These bitches can't. It's hard to fade on the phone. Can we talk about how? <clears throat> I believe this is one of those songs that I uh, I believe was a banger back in the day, as we say. But uh, at the real lesson, kind of low rent. Just saying. I hate to say that. Kind of is. Welcome to another dumb podcast. I am your host. I am Brad C. That is actually what you would put on Twitter at I am Brad C. <clears throat> uh, got an interesting one for you today. I don't know who wants to talk COVID. And no, I don't have an. I don't actually have a. Um, thought I was, I was gonna try to get a doctor on or whatever tommy 2.0 is the best i could do <laughs> at this moment but we have a we have an interesting conversation about i wouldn't say it's like centraled around covid but i think it's um a little bit about the uh the lockdown and kind of uh just a few issues maybe we should talk about something different next time but uh, Tom, I, you know, he's got a really great Ebola story, which he actually did three parts on his other podcast. Uh, Tell me where to turn. <clears throat> Love to know. Uh, it was fun to know the origin of that. But um, yeah, I um had a really uh, me and Tommy, I think, are on the same wavelength as far as this whole thing and um. You'll you'll hear actually a, a term used uh, uh where we call it team hoax or uh, team not that bad or whatever whatever we had but uh the the reason behind that is actually because on his podcast he was at one point a uh, a sniffing the team of uh, team hoax and now he's um, he's kind of shifted a little bit and now we're on a team not that bad. But there's just re- it was on his podcast. That's why we brought it up. So, but uh, we we talk about a numerous thing. You know, he works in a hospital. He's not a nurse or a doctor or anything like that. But he works in communications. So he uh, he's very uh, knowledgeable in in, uh, in things <laughs> going on with hospitals. You know, uh, and again, he had to listen to the story about uh, what happened with the Ebola crisis out here, whenever that, that, uh, nurse got, uh, infected. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, it was a real, it was a real fun one. Cause we kind of delve into things maybe you weren't listening to in other podcasts, but, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I thought it was pretty good, pretty good indeed. But, uh, follow Tommy at, uh, Tommy two underscore zero, I think. What is that? I'm gonna link everything down. Their podcast. Go live. Go get them. A, you know, I feel like I should start like a uh, not like a union, but a uh, a fellowship. 
of local podcasters, and I feel like I've made friends with the uh, Tell Me Where to Turn guys, and I, uh, I, I'm, I'm thankful for that. I think they they do good stuff, and hopefully they might even listen to my podcast later on or something like that. But uh, I feel like we got to kind of support each other. You know, we're, we're having tens of twenties of people's listen to the podcast. So I think it's, it's nice to have more ears out there and, uh, for people to listen to what we're talking about. We do this. Um, I do this cause it's fun and, uh, he does it cause he hangs out with his friends and, uh, I do the same too. I like having a podcast with Jacob and, and Dustin cause they're my friends. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, Tommy was, we, uh, start a relationship there, man. We will be friends too. I don't know. But here's our COVID party. Uh, let's see who gets first. Here it is, Tommy 2.0. I mean, it's not me. It's you. I, I am now recording, so. Okay, well, then I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to talk anymore. I'm just going to be quiet. No, well, that's not part of the podcast. I need you to talk. That's <laughs> Well, uh, welcome to... I don't, you know what? You're better at this on your podcast, I noticed. You do a whole intro thing and... yeah. But uh, for the yeah, for the tens of people listening, we want to make sure they <laughs> make sure they know what they're listening to. I don't know why they would just stumble upon your podcast, but yeah, I haven't uh, worked out all those logistics yet. <laughs> well, on another dumb podcast, we have a, a weird special guest. It's uh, Tommy from I always get your name, the name of the podcast wrong because I want to say it's something else, but it's tell me where no, to turn, right? Tell me where to turn. You got it. Where yes. Did, where, did, At- <laughs> where did that come from? That actually came from, so the other two guys I do the podcast with were buddies, we hang out, uh, and it, it came from a night of, of really bad decisions, but Glenn was driving, and none of us were in any condition to drive, and he said, look, I can get us there, you're just going to have to tell me where to turn. Okay, all right. And he wasn't talking about, like, he didn't know the directions, like, he couldn't depth percept when the next turn was coming up. <laughs> it was not, that bad. What street? It was like, tell me yeah. now yeah. where to turn. Just give me, like, a countdown, three, two, one, when it's time to turn. This uh, this was long ago when when we made many more bad decisions. So I about to say, don't, well, don't endorse that. I about to say, yeah, don't do that at all. Even though I, this is my podcast, and I'm not going to go on any of my stories where, <laughs> where I had. But to, yeah, I mean, sometimes you need somebody to tell you where to turn. I mean, that's that's an inter- that, that's what the that's what spawned the name. That's an interesting title, Tommy. Well, this is Tommy from Tell Me Where to Turn. Uh, I I brought Tommy on. Another dumb podcast. How's our name? You know, that's pretty simple. You know. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, what's the what's the story there? <laughs> uh, it's it's basically uh, if someone wants to shit on it, like your podcast is dumb, and I go, I know it's that's what it's called. Like, I'm not. Tr- if you lower the bar enough, then there's the expectations as much like, oh, wow, they really blew you away on that podcast. Well, it's right. another yeah. dumb podcast. But if it's yeah, bad, you, uh, but if it's bad, it's, well, this is another dumb podcast. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, you can't fall out of the basement. You you you, <laughs> you can only exceed people's expectations at this point. That's that's exactly where we're going with that one. So, But I brought Tommy on because I had some... I had some Ebola questions, but I also had a lot of COVID questions. <laughs> I thought we might be headed down the COVID route, so yeah. I'm prepared to answer your COVID questions as well. <laughs> okay, well, I I will say, uh, everyone 
go listen to Tell Me Where to Turn. They do a lot of fun uh, wrestling uh, things, I guess. I don't know. It's, I wouldn't say that it's a wrestling podcast, but... Yeah, we're, we're trying to distance from wrestling. <laughs> it's, our, uh, our very steady listenership just plummeted when we started talking about wrestling, so we're trying to, trying to get those numbers back it, up Isn't now. that funny when you start going... This podcast is gonna rule, and then you look at the numbers, you go, "Oh, no one listened." <laughs> Everyone, and then some random podcast you talk about, and I'm like, "Why does so many people listen to this?" I didn't mean for anybody to listen to that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I so they have a many of topics that they talk about: movie reviews, some wrestling, and uh, uh, one of my favorite episodes. I know I'm not actual. I feel like I'm a fan talking to you know someone, <laughs> but uh, your, my favorite episodes were actually the uh, the Ebola uh, diaries or whatever the hell you called it. <laughs> yeah, the three parter Ebola. Yeah, it was like a three part series on Ebola. We're definitely not going to do three parts, but I guess the the dumbed down version is that you worked at the hospital that had the lady who had Ebola. She contracted the Ebola correct yeah yeah so i was by a series of bizarre (laughs) coincidences which we document in the podcast i was actually in charge of communications at the hospital the day uh, that the first guy that had ebola came into the emergency room i'm about to say we should uh we should preface everything going none of us are doctors uh no i didn't bring tommy to bring (laughs) to be a doctor we just wanted to chat about some uh you know ebola and covid things but yeah Yeah. i'm sorry continue with your uh your ebola (laughs) diatribe no i just i find that so working on the communications and media side you find yourself in a lot of interesting conversations with doctors where you learn lots of fascinating things about infectious disease uh they're telling you for the purposes of putting the public at ease but it's it is it has been fascinating And, and honestly covid uh I know that's it's done a lot of bad things, but it's really ruined my Ebola story because pre-COVID, it was people loved to hear about it, and they said, "Man, you know, you, this could have been this pandemic that took over the entire state, and now we're you know now we're living it every day, and it's 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 lost a lot of its power." I don't think it has. I think that story can kind of you just kind of latch it on. Wow, you can see what y'all went through with dealing with the Ebola crisis or whatever it was. It was, I don't know if it was a crisis. It was just, uh, I guess an incident, but um, yeah, you can kind of, I, I, that's where I, I listened to it right when COVID started. I listened to that podcast and I go, wow, there's a lot of a little correlation, especially with uh, what's the uh, Dallas judge guy uh clay oh, clay jenkins yeah there's a yeah. clay jenkins uh fold in that and that's like whoa okay that's even even funnier but yeah and he he's kind of he's kind of cracking me up with his covid response because in 2014 during ebola he was the guy that walked into the apartment the ebola patient was staying in with no mask no gloves <laughs> shook everybody's hand touched the doorknob it, it was like playing off this Texas tough guy vibe, and now you know now he's the uh, complete opposite during COVID of just man shut everything down. Don't no, even, you know, don't even breathe yeah. on that. Just, yeah, don't even look at anybody that yeah. might give him the disease. I'm like, this is the same guy, same I, guy. Just you know, six years later. I will say so again. Tommy 
was working communicate, or I guess, I don't know what your official title was, but you're working communications or marketing for the hospital. I'm sorry, what was the hospital again? Texas Health. Texas so Health, Presbyterian yeah. in Dallas, uh, part of the Texas Health family. Okay. and Where uh, we, uh, we treat you with healing hands and caring hearts. There we go. Um, and you're, you're no longer there anymore, but uh, you were there during the Okay, I wanted to say one more thing about Clay Jenkins. <laughs> the funnier part that you're saying is uh, your ob- observation on him is, uh, so when do I get to be on TV? <laughs> like, was that the only thing you would say? <laughs> oh yeah, no. The 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 uh, it's funny because it's a lot of the same either people or entities that are in the news now. But watching the CDC operate and how completely out of touch they were with what was going on at the hospital well okay that's another part where i was yeah like, and then yeah. clay who just wants to know when the can where the cameras are and when they're going to be there and, and then where the free food was i mean that that was pretty much the extent of yeah, the what he was doing <laughs> but it is funny though and again you know and I, I i won't single him out because this was all the public figures but when they would show up that they would completely disconnect from the situation. They would disappear in a corner, bury themselves in a phone. But boy, as soon as a camera was there, they were the spokesman for the entire the entire facility, the entire city, whatever the case was. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not so much where they're like, they get there and go, "Is there anything I could do? Is there is there anything you know?" They just just let me know when the TV you know when the cameras get here. I'll uh, you know I'll do my thing. Yeah, the, the, uh, we're working hand-in-hand hand with uh, line just cracks me up because I'm like, no, you weren't. You didn't You didn't even talk to anybody. <laughs> like, you got handed a sheet of paper with bullet points on it, and you're now working hand-in-hand? Hand? Come on. Yeah. That it, was... it's the same way the CDC, to be honest with you, but that's a whole other story. No, yeah, that is, we really could do three parts on this because I almost forgot the CDC fold in that story. Everyone, go listen to that podcast. It's a great, it's a great <laughs> podcast because it's I, – I didn't – that guy was like, uh, come here, bud. I'm going to put you under my wing and I'm going to show you how this is done. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that, that lasted all of about two hours, oh, my God. mentorship with the CDC. Is he still sitting in that office? Like, just or Yeah, just I'm off- sure. <laughs> I heard y'all threw him in an office and just said, "Hey, you just stay over here." We just, here. we just, we figured out where he could do the least damage and said, "Hey, you're doing great, buddy. Just, just uh, work away." Yeah, but I mean that that really is funny because the doctors that are treating the patients, I mean, they were living it in in really trying to ascertain the best treatment plan. And the CDC, for all intents and purposes, was just an impediment to that. It was another meeting they had to have. It was another opinion that they weren't particularly interested in getting somebody that was way disconnected from the situation trying to tell him what to do that that whole interplay was just comical to me it's comical and also i don't know i'm a libertarian so that just just really frustrates me go we're paying for that are we yeah oh yeah well we're paying for the whole army of them let me go look at the cdc budget real quick um but yeah, you work for the communication for that and that whole deal. I, I guess I don't really want to go into the Ebola thing, but I just find it fascinating. I think there are uh, correlations between the two, uh, probably tenfold. I mean, I, I guess you'll have a COVID story later. I don't know. You don't really have it. Um, <laughs> maybe not. No, it, it, the, the, the similarities are really between COVID and Ebola are – really shocking and not that in the diseases, but in the way that it's, it's being, uh, 
played out in the media. So, I mean, and it gives, I mean, you know, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, it's 2014 in Dallas and the media is sensationalizing everything. The, you know, hospitals failed, all this stuff's going on. And then I, you know, one of the things I talk about this in the podcast that, that I, um, really remember is when 60 minutes came on site in the hospital and they sent their, their, uh, you know, pre crew to scout the location. And I was, I was leading around the hospital and the, the young lady, she's from Manhattan and she's looking around and she's like, wow, this is, this is like a real hospital. And I'm like, yeah, what, what did you think it was going to be? You know, but people observing it in the media thought we were, you know, doing surgeries in barns in Texas and everybody was wearing a cowboy hat and, you know, we weren't washing our hands. And, and I feel a lot of the same, is, is what's playing out in COVID is that, you know, they found the one hospital that didn't have enough equipment or the one hospital that was overrun. And now that they're making that blanket statement around the entire country and it's just, it's just not what's happening. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I can tell you, you know, from the position I'm in now where I have window into hundreds of hospitals, it's just not happening. I mean, it's, it's bad in some areas, bad meaning there's more cases, but there's, there's just not this, um, complete lack of, you know, personal protective equipment and this complete, complete lack of ICU beds. It's just, it's just not happening. Wow. Okay. I guess that is the insight that we, I mean, I know we could talk to doctors, whatever, but you are intertwined <laughs> with all these yeah. things. I mean, I don't even know if a doctor would could tell you. Well, well, many, well they, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's just how they interpret things, you know, because hospitals are licensed for a certain number of beds and they run at a certain capacity, but it doesn't mean that when something goes wrong, they can't easily add capacity. I mean, most of the hospitals I deal with have plans to add hundreds of beds without without even really lifting a finger. It's just it's just a matter of flexing people to a different part of the hospital. But when you look at these stats and they say, well, the hospital's at 100% capacity, it's like, yeah, by letter of the law, if they said they had 50 ICU beds and they're full, they're at capacity, but they also have 300 more that they're not using that that literally by flipping on a light switch they can use now it's an so, ICU bed. So to us, yeah, to us that's not a crisis. But when you read it in the media, it says, "Well, the hospitals are over 100 percent full," and it's like, no, they're not. They're, they're, there's capacity. I mean, yeah, it's it's causing us to have to put in some plans. But they take the the human element out of it. They look at it very black and white. It's there's this number of beds in this many cases. It's, it's impossible. It's like, no, it's not. Well, people, we thought of these things like hospitals are designed to take care of infectious disease and pandemics. They know how to do this and they have plans in case they, they run at a high capacity. So to us, it's not a dire situation. Like it's being painted in the media. We're just like, Nope, this is what we plan for. We're going to move on to this phase of it. Well, like uh, from what I'm hearing though, is that running at, at you know, you probably regularly run at 95% capacity in your ICUs. I mean, having, nobody in the ICU is kind of a, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's kind of a bad thing, right? I mean, yeah, it's well, yeah, bad, <laughs> bad. If you want to keep the hospital open, which that sounds crazy, those to people say, there to take but, care. I mean, that's just true. They yeah. stay at capacity at at least a high. I mean, I don't know. I don't, mm -hmm. you, you could tell me that at, at all hospitals, they keep ICU beds at high, at the max capacity, or is it just more the high, like, you know, JPS over here or, or whatever else. I'm sorry. I'm a Fort Worth guy, but uh, <laughs> at, at Texas Health. I mean, there you uh, go. Is that what they're, they're keeping those at high capacity or? Uh... Yeah. And there's different levels. I mean, there's different levels of acuity of, of, of cases. So there's certain things, you know, if you if you set yourself on fire, there's only a couple of hospitals they're going to take you to. They're going to take you to Parkland or 
most likely yeah. will take you to Parkland. Yeah, Parkland. Yeah, um, Parkland's the, but no, the for burglary. for what they're staffed for, yeah. The the idea is you want to you want to be staffed for and kept and kept running at a high capacity. And to be honest with you, even during the COVID pandemic, the vast majority of people in the ICU are not COVID patients. You know, people don't stop having heart attacks and strokes because the pandemic's going on. It's just we're now adding a little bit more capacity with the people dealing with COVID. But it's 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 again, you know painted in this light that every available bed is being allocated to a COVID patient. And that's, that's not accurate. Well, and that's where I'm like, okay, tell me the numbers. Okay. The ICUs at 95, 98, hundred percent, whatever. Okay. What is your, I, I, maybe I don't hear it all the time. What is the percentage of that is COVID patients. There's a lot of people who are having COVID and no need to ever be in the ICU. Mm-hmm. Correct? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the things that we've been saying a lot of times, and again, you know, going back to the going back to the numbers, is there there's a very big difference between being infected with COVID and having symptoms of COVID. Uh, a, a lot of people are infected with COVID and don't have any symptoms. So that's that's not as a much of a concern, especially to the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. It's really only the people that are symptomatic to the point where they have to come to the hospital, and that that's a much 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 smaller number than the you know whatever you're seeing sixty thousand. I think today was right over sixty thousand, you know, new cases. But of those, the number that are actually symptomatic enough to be in the hospitals, you know, a fraction of that. Wow. Did you are you like continually still looking at the numbers? Like, I don't, I don't think I'm looking at the numbers as much as I used to. Like I was every day, I think from probably three or four weeks, I was looking at, oh man, there's this many cases and it kept doubling and doubling. And now it's like, it's kind of going up and then it goes down. I think Tarrant County went through two days of no deaths and then they had five deaths. I, I just can't really, I don't know if you're looking at it a little, a little more than I am. Yeah, I mean, we're we're looking at it, but we're we're looking at it in a different way. the The number of cases doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Um, we're looking at hospitalization rates and and what that means. That that to us is 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 the big um, that's the big indicator. And you know, Florida and Texas, you know, admittedly, they the hospitalization rates went way up in the last few weeks, but they're they're trending in a positive direction as of the last few days for at least within the ones that we're monitoring. And and even that um, stat can be a little misleading. I found out something fascinating today about Florida that I didn't know. But if you're in the hospital and you're diagnosed with COVID, they they can't because of some of the regulations they've put in place to can, contain it. They can't discharge you to you know a, a rehab unit or, or a lower site of care. Or send you back to a nursing home until you've had two negative tests after testing positive. And they're on a eight day backlog for getting <laughs> test results. So there's literally people crammed in the hospitals that don't need to be there that have, you know, cured or the, the disease has subsided and they can't legally discharge them from the hospital. So, you know, even when you look at the hospitalization rates, that's not even a super accurate stat because you've got you've got these things in play. And what's hilarious to me, so I found this out about the testing. This is this is this is fascinating. So, in this this you know, as as a libertarian, you'll appreciate this. This is like <laughs> government failing one hundred and one. Love it. So, they 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 take the test by doing a nasal swab. So you know, they stick that that uh, Q tip like up into your brain pan, yeah. basically. Ba- the brain and then, pan. 
Yeah. And then to to test for COVID, there's a reagent that they use against the the sample they took. Uh, and that's the thing that's in tight supply. That's why that they're having trouble with the testing. Well, there's enough reagent in the United States to do all these tests. But what the government did is they sent it equally to every state. So there are states that have very low caseloads. So, you know, we'll use like South Dakota sitting on tons of reagent. And then Florida, who needs it badly, uh, they're running, burning through their allocation to where they're on a, you know, six to eight day hold for test results. Because nobody that, nobody that was in charge of, of distributing the reagent thought to look at population density or number of active cases. They just, they just said, oh, hey, we've got enough. Let's split it up and, and be done with it. Hmm. So, you know, it's just, you know, you hear things like that and you're like, oh, my gosh, we've got all these people stuck in the hospital. We can't discharge them until they get two negative tests. We don't have enough reagent. You know, we're, we're using it as quick as we can get it in. And then we know in other parts of the country there's, there's, stock, there's stockpiles of it that we can't get our hands on. <laughs> That is government in a nutshell, right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's just, there you go. It really is. It's and I'm at a loss of words for that. Um, poor Florida. They can't even get out of their own way, anyways. So, but <laughs> <laughs> well, so you see it trending down. So what? What? What do you think? I hate to call us that we were. Uh, I was secretly on your team hoax, but I'm not saying that it's um I still fully can't say that it's a it's a hoax. It feels like there are really people getting sick. Is is there more people getting sick now than there ever was? I'm pretty sure that's pretty accurate, right? Yeah. 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 So I uh, yeah. I admit of course our our <laughs> next episode will come out tomorrow, but I do admit that I've uh, requested a trade from Team Hoax to Team It's Not That Bad. <laughs> okay, I think that's that's fair. Team to not that bad or uh, Team Ah. Eh. But do we got to close everything? Like that's, I think that's where I'm at. Is I don't think we should probably close everything. That's is that too simple to ask? I don't know. No, it's not. It's not too simple to ask, and and there's a big debate going on right now, even within my company, because the the you know the kind of the topic du jour right now is masks, and there are people in you know medical leadership positions that don't feel like the mask really makes that big of a difference, and then there's other people that think it does. So you know you can't even necessarily get agreement on that. But I mean, if you look at the if you look at the numbers over time. The, the the lockdowns don't seem to have really achieved much. No. And and that's kind of where I'm at. And especially when you're talking about, you know, and I have young kids and when you're talking about school, there's really no data that shows the kids are passing it around at all and certainly not passing it to adults. I, I think, you know, I think we went about it the wrong way from the start, but I, I can't be super critical of any of the decisions we made because, you know, I've been in those moments where you don't know all the information. So you're kind of reacting to bad information. And I don't think there was like a right way to play it. But I think in hindsight, when you look back at it, where we screwed up and I say, we mean in the, the U S um, we, we really overlooked nursing homes and at risk populations. <laughs> and that's, that's where the thing ravaged. And we focused on the, the people that really weren't going to be affected. And we focused on the schools and the, you know, younger demographic. And, and that was the mistake, you know, and, and unfortunately, you know, nursing homes, 
Yeah, I mean, we could do a whole show on that, but I mean, that is an industry that's not super well regulated. There's a lot of really shady businesses that operate there. And I mean, the the nonsense that went on there was just, you know, it's, it's really, it's, it's enraging. Um, but, you know, that accounted for so much of the, the carnage of this disease. And we never, we never really focused there. You know, and so, I mean, in hindsight, yeah, we screwed up. We should, probably shouldn't have locked down. We shouldn't have tanked the economy. We shouldn't have put everybody out of work. We should have focused at the people that were at risk and, and how to protect them in, instead of doing all these other steps that don't, you know, now as we're you know, four months into this, haven't really helped out that much. No, and um, that is interesting. And, and as a libertarian, I'm I'm flexing in that we didn't have enough regulation at the nursing homes. But I, I really, <laughs> but the problem was, is it's not so much the regulation it's the going, hey, uh, these sick old folks, yeah, go send them over there. That's not regulation. That's that's government officials going, I don't know, just go throw them in the old. <laughs> it's literally like their kids. They go, I don't know, just sitting grandma and then old folks. Home. That's not that's not the way to deal with it. This lady, <laughs> this lady's sick. It's gonna be well. Again, it's not so much, and it's also not so much bad information. It's almost. It's some bad information, but it's also little information. I mean, right. when you're when you're a month into a pandemic, you're basically going off of very skewed I mean not skewed data, it's just it's very little data. You can't you can just try to make as best and that's why during the lockdown, uh when it first started, I go, Yeah, let's do it. I was like, I don't know what the hell's going on here. And I was right. That's exactly how I was. And we were on team lock everybody down. And then it just gradually is this team hoax. Uh, well, maybe not, but I think again, it's it's closer to yeah, it's not that bad. And wow, we just tanked the economy. I guess the only thing, the reason that I'm a little frustrated with this, um, and it's probably because it's affected me the most. Um, COVID's the reason why I'm out of work right now. Like truthfully, yeah, I'm yeah, at, I'm out of work, and there have been jobs that I would love to have taken right now. Well, even the ones that I lost that I could have taken, but everyone's pausing on everything. Everything's so this stuff affects me. So I need to go, what the fuck is going on? I'm sorry. I'm not really mean to cuss, but you know, fine. Uh, <laughs> it's your, it's your, it's your podcast. I'll bleep myself. I'm not going to, I'm not going to chastise you. On well, your I podcast. didn't know this, you know, I don't think, but, I don't I, think I'll curse very much on your podcast. I just didn't want to offend you, but <laughs> no, but our our uh, the company I work for is huge, you know, huge company. And as soon as this hit, I mean, you know, you talk about reactions. The first thing they did, hiring freeze across the board, started to, uh, you know, we had a lot of employees that were working on a contract basis. We had a lot of vendors. I mean, everything that could be cut, cut immediately. Now, they've been pretty cool about keeping the the salaried employees intact, which I really, you know, I mean, I, I'm so thankful we're working for a company that that cares because I have a lot of friends in the same boat, you know, people that are out of work, um, people that had offers that they had already accepted rescinded, you know, which is crazy. I mean, we knew somebody, somebody that actually works in my company had put in their notice, accepted a job, you know, was out the door. And then they, the company that they were going to work for called said, up, oh, don't come, you know, it's off. Everything's off. We're, we're on hold. And, you know, it, it, it kind of, it kind of goes back to the same thing. I'm a, I'm a, you know, we, we talk about gambling a lot on our podcast. So I'm a, I'm a big gambling numbers guy. And even, you know, even with all the eye popping stats, when you're looking at it as a percentage of the total population, I, I mean, I'd be willing to have the argument that the people impacted 
by the the you know ripple effects of the shutdown far outweigh those impacted by the disease and i know that's you know that's a very slippery slope to be going on because you're talking about you know potentially deaths and and everything else that you know that families being you know overturned but it's such i mean we're we're a country of 350 million people and we're talking about you know 140,000 ish deaths i mean that's that's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of 1% yeah i mean it's 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 a minuscule number and it's not to minimize those deaths it's just no. it's just going just by the numbers it's just, no, and if you take yeah. if you take that figure and you actually apply it to what they call excess deaths, which I don't know if you've looked into this or not, mm-hmm. but it's it's essentially there's a there's a statistic of people that are going to die anyways. You know, there, it's called it's the death rate of the country. But when you look at excess deaths by COVID, it, it cuts the number even smaller because really? a lot of the people that died were sick. You know, I mean, they're in their you know they're they're above the average life expectancy. So you're talking about a population of people that may not have made it much longer anyways. Um, and then it, it just, it's such a small number that, that you have to kind of step back and go like, okay, if we're going to be close to 20% of the country out of work, uh, what, what are the, you know, what are the health and financial ramifications of that? Cause you don't think about that, but you're talking about people that lose insurance coverage, um, you know, that maybe, you know, have the, you don't lose the ability to get treatment for other conditions. I mean, th- there could be a, there could be a whole health pandemic just around that well <laughs> we take that into account no no I, I that's probably that's really really true because i will tell you right now <clears throat> my current my current health insurance thing is really in whack because there was a time i was trying you know i'm not going to get into everything but basically all money had stopped and uh, my wife still worked through it and thank god but uh i was like well this is two hundred dollars and we were paying two hundred dollars a month for the whole family and i'm like can't pay it i don't I just there's nothing can't do it and it, and it stinks but um i forgot where i was gonna go with that oh well um I, but oh no i was gonna talk about the um the unemployment rate i, I think they there's some people that that uh speculate that every time the unemployment rate goes down to one goes goes up 1%, 30,000 people die. That's the difference with, you know, uh, a lot of it has to do with like mental health and other type issues, drug abuse or what have you. But I look at those things and I'm actually, you know, I hate to, I'm bringing this podcast down. I've had some, uh, this has definitely been mentally draining on me. I, I think it's been, it's been really, really tough, a lot tougher than I thought it would be. You know, um, and I feel like I'm more strong-willed than most. So then I think about the other ones that ain't, and uh, I bet they're having a real hard time. And I kind of sit there and and I um, I look at the people going, "Hey, we need to close this down. We need to close this down." I go, "All right, we can close it down, but <clears throat> let's think about those other people." And a lot of people that are, you know, I'm not saying all of people. But there is a lot of people who say, you got to close it down. And I go, what's happening to your job? Is your job good? Oh, okay. Well, glad you're still able to work. But I, I, it's, a, it's a personal thing for me to be, you know, in this situation and going, okay, there's got to be, <laughs> it can't be fully open and it can't be close everything down. Let's, let's find a fine line. Like, 
I guess if we could even talk about masks, do you, what side of the field do you think you're on with the mask? Uh, is this with these docs? I, I guess you, is that just the leadership that are having those uh, conversations? No, it's, it's a, uh, it's a real, it's a real thing. I mean, there's a contingent of medical professionals that, and again, you know, it's not, it's not arguing that the, the medical mask is not important. It's that, if you got, you know, if you got people out in public with, you know, a half-assed scarf tied around their mouth, like that's that's not really going to help stop the spread. And we don't want to, you know, don't want to be, you know, perpetuating a, a lie that that's going to, you know, that's going to be the thing that makes a difference. I, you know, I'm I'm kind of more of the mind of like, hey, we're going to have to just learn how to live with this. And I think the 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 people that I believe say that the way that it spread the most is is just this direct like prolonged face to face kind of situation where you where you where you where you're really being exposed to the disease, and it's like to me that's that's the difference. It's like hey, let's give each other a little bit more room. Let's let's just try not to, you know, be the guy that goes out when you're sick, and and we're just gonna have to figure out how to kind of work through this and not and you know to your point, let people make the decision whether or not they want to take the risk, you know, and that's, that's where I, I really get bugged by it because, you know, I, I've been, I've been lucky enough that, you know, the area of of the country I live in has had very few regulations. I mean, comparatively speaking, um, we're, we're still not even on mandatory masks and, and they, um, you know, we've had restaurants open here for almost, you know, two months now, the gyms have been open for a couple months and our, our little area is getting by fine. You know, I mean, our, our caseload has been pretty much flat the whole way. But I think, you know, I think part of that can be attributed to the fact that, you know, people are are taking the taking the extra time to be a little bit more careful. I, I um, you know, I really I really believe in the personal choice there, you know, much more than the regulation. Unless unless, you know, unless we get to a point where we actually know something's effective, because right now it's it's all just grasping at straws. Well, I, I can just kind of see a little uh, negative consequences to these really great things going Hey, we all need to wear a mask, and you know, I, I've I've actually come around. I was uh, I was I went to a weird spot where I was pro mask, and then I went to leave me alone. I don't want to wear the mask, and then now I'm like, I wear the mask, and I will say I have like allergies sometimes, so I will have a nice uh, clearing of the throat every now and then. So I go, <laughs> and everybody looks at you and's like, what's the, what's this guy's deal? Well. I, I have the mask on now and it's like, I think if I didn't, everyone would be like, dick. Like <laughs> I, I, I can understand like, and go, all right, I, I'll just wear this mask. And it makes everybody, no. and if it makes everybody feel better, I I, I yeah. would be even better. It's almost like a, Hey, I wore pants today and it makes everybody <laughs> feel comfortable. <laughs> so, no, but I, I, I wear my, I wear mine when I'm out and, and it's, it, to me, it's more, it's more one of those things where it's not, it's just not that big of an inconvenience to me. Uh, I don't understand the people that get bent out of shape when a business asks you. It's a private business; they can do whatever they want. True. Like I respect that. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I, I'm I'm probably more in the camp of thinking we're overvaluing the mask a little bit, but it it doesn't it doesn't affect me to wear it in any negative way. So yeah, I'm going to do it. And and again, you know, if if it's being polite to those that are maybe at a higher risk, yeah. I, that's if that's the least I can do, I'm fine with that. I'm I'm not gonna begrudge you know, I'm not gonna begrudge anybody that. Yeah, and I don't I don't want everybody's uh kind of you know, pushed everybody in the corner. It's like, well, 
if you're voting for Trump, you obviously don't like mask. And, uh, you know, I'm like, ah, this is so stupid. Like, I feel <laughs> just dumber for listening to all this. Oh, but we, uh, do, we just we don't have to politicize everything, but we do, <laughs> we in do. a way. I'm like, why are we we've politicized some of the strangest yeah. things lately? And I go, really? This one? Okay. And now, and I'm sorry, I'm not going to make this political, but now Trump just like, <laughs> screw you. I'll wear it when I want. I'll be like, yeah, I don't care about masks. And then he... <laughs> Then he's like, uh, I think he was on the runway in Atlanta or something like that, and he's not wearing one, and everybody around him is. And uh, the I think the mayor was like, well, I have to tell you right now, she, he's actually uh, breaking regulations or something. <laughs> I'm like, okay, go arrest him. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> so stupid. But, I mean, honestly, I'm at this point, I'm kind of viewing the mask as, as – maybe a way we can keep from having to shut things back down. And in that case, I'm all for it. Oh, I mean, I, if, yeah. I if think me it's... wearing it in some way keeps them from shutting anything back down, like bring you bring it on. I, I, you know, I will do, I'll do whatever I can to keep things from getting shut down. Well, so. as we said though, um, what the biggest thing, like you said, the, the, the reason people are transmitting the disease is from long contact and closed mm-hmm. in a closed environment. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst thing we could have ever done was locked down. What we did, exactly. What we did was, you know, let's say you're. Some people were actually living with grandparents or having older folks or something like that, and they were inside the home with them long periods of time, and then they contracted the COVID. I mean, yeah. it's it's. <laughs> this is what happened, and it's like, yeah, we probably do need to still kind of get out and. Uh, I hate to even say that you know, fresh air is a good thing and you know, sunlight is not a bad thing. and Certainly not. No, no, certainly not. But I also heard uh, it's from a family friend. And this guy's uh, seems pretty smart. I think he runs like the labs in one of the hospitals. Oh, okay. And, well, <laughs> but, well, look at this guy. <laughs> yeah. But he's, I, I don't want to, I'm obviously not going to say his name or anything, but he kind of just uh, was talking to my dad and uh, he was just like, yeah. Y'all are all just gonna have to get it. I don't know what to tell you. I just, <laughs> and it sounds weird to even say that. Like, yeah, we're probably just gonna like my wife actually at, at work. Uh, she works in a law firm, but they have mediations in a in a, in a room. And they found out later that one of the uh, one of the clients that came in was actually tested positive for COVID. Oh boy! And everyone's like freaking out, and I'm going, and she's you know. I'm like, you know what? I, you can take your measures. She washes her hand, you know, religiously cleans, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you're probably going to be okay. But even if you aren't, I would, I would almost, I, I had this joke, I guess, with the other guys. I was like, man, I can't wait to get, co- <laughs> oh, I don't know why I said it. I'd be like, I can't wait to get COVID so I could tell everybody on Twitter. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's what it's getting to this right now is like, you know, just, let's just get it over with. I might get a few clicks. You know, yeah, I was gonna say you could uh, you could probably uh, get some listeners to the podcast. We yeah, could do sure. a do a day by day COVID diary. I, I'm just, I'm in for that. I'll just do a COVID. Uh, barely making it through, man. Uh, <laughs> COVID's uh, <laughs> COVID's not that's not a joke here. Dude, my leg hurts. Why did you like? I don't know, man. It just does. <laughs> but um, I also had a now I think about the leg hurting. Uh, the guy who lost his leg. Do you have you talked to anybody about that and how the hell that happened? So, again, like 
you know, I'm going to use a hospital term, but there, there's a thing called comorbidities, mm-hmm. which means you've got other crap going on. Yeah. Um, but boy, you know, anything COVID related that sounds like a sensational story, you know, we're going to, we're going to glom onto that. But, but no, I mean, you know, COVID for the most part is an upper respiratory disease. You know, it, it affects people differently. It affects the lungs, but no, I mean, there, there shouldn't be any, any sense in somebody, uh, haven't have a limb amputated. <laughs> well, uh, I can only think is well. They're, they're saying something about the blood thickening or thinning or and causing blood clots. And I'm like, okay, but how is what what's going on here? Like, what that doesn't sound. It seems like something else but, is going on. Well, what 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 we're doing is, and again, this is this you know goes back to the thing is like these are this is what happens every day in a hospital. Yeah. People come into a hospital, they have some kind of complication, they have to have an amputation, they die, they go into cardiac arrest. But now we've gotten this hyper scrutiny about everything that happens day to day in a hospital. And we're just going to attribute all that to COVID. And, and people that work in the medical profession are like, no, this is this is life. Like young people die, old people die, people have brain aneurysms, like things happen. You know, when you're looking at a sample size of everybody that's sick, this, this is what happens. This is not an anomaly yeah. and you can't attribute all that to COVID. You know, that's, that's the, uh, that's the maddening part about it is, is, you know, you're just, you, you know, the, I sound like I'm like the most anti-media guy in the world and I'm not, but, but it's, Oh, this is an anti-media you, podcast. <laughs> they're looking, they're <laughs> looking for a sensationalized story. So they're looking for the youngest person, the healthiest person, you know, I mean, apparently everybody that's ever died is a marathon runner now. I mean, I didn't know that. You know, apparently, like if you die, you're a marathon runner. So, you know, I mean, that's that's like the favorite thing is, you know, anybody that gets it there, it, it's um, it's just it's just stuff like that. Like it, it's it's hard to fight against when when that when that snowball starts rolling downhill to to combat against that because then you're just heightening the fear in the community and everybody, you know, everybody's just focusing on all the wrong things. And also the way that they report death rates is not consistent. So like, you know, I, I know you said you haven't spent a lot of time recently with the stats, but um, look at the state of the deaths in the state of Colorado. They're, they're remarkably low. It's not because Colorado is a healthy state. I mean, they are, but um, it's because they classify COVID deaths differently. Okay. All right. That's, that's literally what it is. They, is. they classify the deaths differently. Like you have to die of COVID in Colorado to be considered a COVID death in any other state or most other states. If you die with COVID, you're a COVID death. And there's a big difference. So is there, okay, not through the CDC or anything else. Is there an actual guideline to say, Hey, this guy died instead of, uh, they had, just horrible health. I'm thinking of like the what's that that singer guy? He was like the worst health ever, and then yeah, he just caught COVID, and it's like it sounds like he was pretty sick from a whole bunch of other shit. And um, but now uh, I think somebody out in Collin, the, the the commissioner in Collin County, was like, oh, man, I wish I could pull up that story, but that he was he was just questioning, going, what the hell are we? constituting what a COVID death is. And and is right. that down the line the same in Collin County as in Dallas County as it is in Colorado? Or yeah, and it's and it's not. And and that's, that's ridiculous. And that's, that's, that's utterly big, ridiculous. Yeah, that's a big problem because, you know, again, you know, you have you have people that have you know, and I'm I'm making a you know, I, I think you can 
to make the point, but I mean, yeah, you have, I mean, you have people that have terminal cancer that die and when they die, they test positive for COVID. And depending on what state you're in, that's either a COVID death or not. And in Colorado, it's not, you know, in Colorado, if you, if you're, if you contract COVID and you die of a upper rest, you know, of pneumonia or you, you know, so that's a COVID death. But if you, you know, fall down the stairs, you know, walking to your lab test, that's not a COVID death. And in, in other states, if you have a positive test, you're, you're, you're lumped in with that um, statistic, no matter what, what actually contributed to your demise. Well, so I was, That's right. a, you I know, was, that those kind of reporting issues are a big problem. Yeah. And as I was looking here, it was Collin County. I believe the officials there were going, uh, Collin County judge Chris Hill advised residents this weekend. Oh shit. I don't know, but they, they don't, I think they had to take a bunch out of San Antonio, which were, constituted as probable covid deaths mm-hmm. and not confirmed covid de- I don't, yeah the probable covid death is a real problem that's a that's a whole that's a whole nother thing you know that <laughs> yeah <laughs> where there there's going to be reclassification after the fact and and contribute to spiking the numbers which you which you see in a lot of states where you see these weird fluctuations where there'll be a day where it'll just go to the roof and then come back down to the same trajectory. And that's when they, that's whenever they reclassify those suspected deaths. That's utterly frustrating. This whole thing is frustrating. It's not your fault, Tommy, but it's just, it's well, no, it actually is. I am responsible for it. I don't know. (laughs) I I guess I'll come clean to you. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm sorry. Well, that's why I brought you on here to confront you, but it's, I I guess even the San, but the San Antonio thing really, uh, I so I was looking up. I think someone like Steve Eager posted going. They had to take three thousand. <laughs> I don't think it was was it cases or deaths. I can't remember. Uh, it was deaths. Yeah. It was deaths. Holy shit! Three. Hold on. Three thousand. Wait, you're so you're talking about reclassifying? Or are you talking about moving patients around? No, no. I'm talking about San Antonio uh, had to reclassify uh, COVID deaths or cases because okay. um i'm sorry i'm trying to i would try to pick up the steve eager uh tweet and i don't even know how he even got that scoop but uh <laughs> well he's a newsman come on I, well he's it's like a you see that and he's like yeah it's just like a desk guy but regardless <laughs> um regardless of his death or or cases um it, it can't be deaths but it is yeah cases. it's got to be cases gotta, i don't think yeah that, that's too high for yeah, one it was city. like three thousand cases i would like wipe them all out but um yeah. <laughs> but regardless of being Ooh. that that's three thousand in san antonio mm-hmm. i'm like well what is san antonio and then i try to look it up and it's like san, uh, the least story i could find on it was san antonio was uh starting to put uh you know it's i really feel like this is uh it kind of went back to New Orleans, whenever that uh, the Hurricane Katrina came through, and they're like, "Hey, they had to bring in trailers uh, for for all the dead people," and so now they're doing the same thing there. It's like San Antonio; they're bringing in freezers, uh, yeah, eighteen, 18 wheeler freezers for all freezer the dead. trucks. I'm like, I need to know more. <laughs> like, I need to know more information on that right now. Uh, sorry, I was trying to look that part up, but. Oh well, can't find it. But yeah, it's, oh yeah, it has, has refrigerated trucks that are going to be put down there in San Antonio. Yeah, this is 
this is all that like we were talking about earlier it's all all that all that prep work that we we do when we think things are going to head a certain way but you know whether they need them that's you know a whole other story the eye-popping headline is hey they're mobilizing them but it's what you want them to do right i mean yeah you have the ability to react to a situation you do you do what you have to do to prepare like don't begrudge anybody that but you know, preparing and actually implementing are two totally different things. I mean, you know, you, you, I'm sure you saw these stories, but they set up these, you know, outside triage hospitals all over the place in parking lots. They didn't use any of them. None of them. Because it, it never got there. No. But, you know, again, the, you know, the, oh, the story and that's was another, that they set them up to begin with. Oh, well, that's another. San Antonio apparently has, has gone real. <laughs> I don't know what. Uh, they were one, they were requesting that they open back that, uh, that makeshift hospital because of, overfill whatever mm-hmm. and i'm going no we're not doing that again now i don't even know how, i don't even want to know what that bill was i guess it doesn't really matter but i mean the, over that the k bailey hutchins uh whatever the i don't even know why they named it after her but um <laughs> but they i remember seeing the story well they're picking it up and just see army or i guess they're probably a national uh or like reserve members or something like that, picking up pillows yeah. and you know, folding up beds. They didn't see one patient, and they brought in boats. Didn't see. I mean, maybe they had a few there. I don't know. But you know, the Javits Center over in New York City, mm-hmm. they didn't use anything. So, right. what is this all about? What's really going on? I don't know. I, I just I'm utterly frustrated by all this. Yeah. And you know, even today, I don't know. If, do you still listen to the ticket? Oh yeah, every day, every day. So, you. so you're gonna have sports to stay app, sports day app, my friend. It is a yeah. Well, they are an, they are they are a sponsor. So, get the, the app thing. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There's a there's a there's a <laughs> testimonial right there. But uh, no, uh, I'm I'm utterly frustrated with the musers right now, and I don't know how. I guess we can talk about this. I didn't you know how much sure. you just listen, but. What part of the musers are getting anything right? Is what I would like to say. Because <laughs> I heard them today. Uh, not today. It was uh, it was on one of the podcasts that they uh, released, and they were uh, taking the listeners and like, well, my my wife is really scared. We have a newborn and all this. I'm like, the f- what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> again, no one. Again, as you said in that study, uh, there's no one. Uh, other schools have opened up over the over in other countries, mm-hmm. and have had it actually worse. And haven't had any transmissions from kids to adults, and or even vice versa. I mean, I guess they, I don't know. I, but. No, and there's there's been you know in the area I live in, the daycare centers have been open for months, and there's been nothing. I mean, there hasn't been. And believe me, if there was one story, it'd be a national story. It just hasn't happened. The the virus is the virus is strange. It you know it does a lot of weird things. It operates in a weird way, and for whatever reason, thank God, it doesn't affect kids uh, in any meaningful way. Well, that's, but a, that's another podcast. That's, that's now the new flashpoint debate that we're having. That, that's the that's another mo- podcast as far as what the hell is this? But uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but tell me, so tell me what the musers, what do you think that they're doing or getting? from all this is is it them being the media or is it i i don't know what it is it's utterly frustrating i'm, I'm surprised that you listen 
Yeah, no, and in, in in what I what I've learned, and I and it's funny because I I didn't really appreciate this until we started doing our podcast because I, you know, I'm doing podcasts with two of my best friends, and I realized you know no wonder nobody listens to our show because all we do is sit around and say the same things and all agree with each other. So it's like when you're when you're getting paid big bucks to have a show, like I get it, you know, I mean you don't have to be over the top like Bayless or something, but you you have to have contrarian opinions you have to evoke a response out of people you have to a, a contrarian uh uh stance right now would be like this is all fake like that yeah would be- no, <laughs> i yeah i know I, th- I think maybe uh maybe cancel culture is playing into that a little bit i don't know but uh um no i, I mean honestly like I, I feel like at this point that would be a refreshing take but no i think they kind of know you know they're they're in a they're in the heart of a uh, you know a fairly red part of the state although that is changing and I think they know who their base is so I think they know that that that's what's going to get people talking is to you know kind of take this take this you know differing approach to maybe what the majority of people is and, and what's funny to me is I've met you know I and of course you know being where I'm at is is probably similar to Texas it's just as far as the general political makeup. But I, I don't run into that many people that seem to have a real worried approach to it. I mean, everybody, everybody I encounter for the most part is kind of like, yeah, we're, you know, we're kind of worried about it. We're kind of be care- trying to be careful, but no, no over the top, um, you know, what you're, what you're seeing play out there. Um, you know, and, 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 and people are ready to send their kids back to school. I mean, they're tired of having them around the house. Let's, let's be honest. Today I had a tough day. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I had a really tough day, but but uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I just wish it's not so much. I want to, I want to have them sit there and, you know, feed me any type of bullshit or whatever, but it's just fully just, let's try to be a little honest about this and just, Hey, um, I don't know. I, and I'm not saying that we're any type of, I mean, we're not, don't take anything from this podcast and be like, fuck this i'm not wearing a mask i don't 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 yes. take that from don't that. don't disobey any local ordinances no, because of just, this podcast just, we don't endorse that i would just say keep looking at the information let's ha- we're having a nice fun interesting conversation and that's really all you should take away from it you don't don't take any full hard fact i i find it interesting i mean you are close to these you know medical professionals and you do have yeah. to you, you do have to converse with them and and figure out what exactly is going on um but i just yeah, wish I, I, I just wish it would be a little more i i don't feel like i'm not saying that they're being dishonest i just feel like they're not opening their peer view and be like okay let me look at all this yeah and you got to think and again this is this is way too nuanced for most people to you know, this doesn't this doesn't play well but you have to understand everybody's motivation and the, in the medical professional, it doesn't do them a lot of good to be really polarized one way or the other, because they know they're going to be wrong to a degree and you always want to err on the side of caution. So you do not want to be the doctor that's going out there saying like, look, it's fine. You know, we're going to get through this, just live your life. The people are going to get it are going to get it and and we'll, we'll deal with it. and, And the health system won't be, they can't say that. And then on the other side of the coin, you've got, you know, the people that are getting paid by media consumption and clicks and, and, and ad revenue based on, on page views, they're, they're going to always skew to the most sensational side too. And, and, you know, normally the, the, the facts, the truth is, is going to fall somewhere in between there. And it's just unfortunate right now because, you know, I have, you know, we have people 
that are just, you know, consuming, consuming the news and not really stopping to think like, well, wait a minute, this is, this is as bad as it's gotten. And, you know, no, no hospital's been overrun yet. You know, not, nothing outside the norm of what we've been seeing has really happened. Maybe, maybe we just ride this out. You know, maybe, maybe this is what has to happen. But when did it, when did we change from the initial thing that happened? It's like flatten the curve. We can't overwhelm the hospitals. We can't, uh, you know, we're gonna have PPE issues for, you know, it's even funnier to even talk about, um, I'm sorry. I can't even, I just lost my train of thought on the, the breathing machines. Fuck. I can't even think oh, about that. Ventilators. The, the ventilators. They, you remember yeah. the, the call for ventilators? Oh yeah, I mean, we were gonna have like Ford like fucking Ford, made yeah. it. <laughs> Ford made it ventilators. It's like, yeah, we don't need those. And those are actually really bad for you. <laughs> well, no, and then yeah, then the yeah, they, they found out later that wasn't even the right yeah, that, that's not even the preferable way to treat the disease. But you know, you know, it, it's like we were talking about, you know, you have you don't have all the information, you know, you react too quickly. Some I, I I'm willing to you know grant people some of these losses. What what I would be interested to know, and this is this would be my thought experiment. There's no way to figure this out if there was no you know there was no big media coverage of this from the start. You, how long would it have been before we actually realized there was a problem? You know what would have been that point? Because it would it certainly would have been February, March, or April. I mean, what what would have most likely happened is the people that are in the you know front lines of healthcare would have said at some point it's like, man, the um, you know the flu's really bad this year. <laughs> We're seeing a lot more people come in with breathing problems than we've seen because they're not going to think you know new crazy virus we've never heard of. Um, but you know, like, what's the tipping point where it starts getting notoriety? You know that that that's that's what I would be interested in because there there would probably be a point where they would say like, okay, you know something's wrong, but you know. A lot of the a lot of the onslaught of cases in the hospital is people that are freaking out because they think they're going to die, um, because they have a you know they have a cough that developed and they and normally they probably wouldn't have gone to the hospital had they not had all this this morbid thinking ingrained in their head. I mean I don't know if you've seen like uh, some of these videos from the urgent care centers like the you know walk in clinics where the lines are wrapping around the building of people just standing there in the heat because they want to get a test. Oh, and wow. I'm like, like, what world does that make any sense? Like, who would do that? Like, if you're if you're home and there's no media coverage of this, and it's like you wake up one day and you're like, man, I've got a little bit of a cough. You're not going to get a test of anything. You're gonna you're gonna stay home and see if you get better. Like that that's that's what a normal person would do. But because of the heightened media scrutiny now, everybody's you know flooding these these urgent care centers to try to get you know to try to get a test to find out. And, and the majority of them, even if they're positive, are not going to ever really require any interventional treatment. They're going to go home, well, that's, relax, and get better. That's the funnier part is I remember uh, the guy from – can't remember the uh, news function, uh, Central Track, that guy, uh, Pete Friedman, I think his name is. Uh, he did this whole day on Twitter where he's like, I'm in standing in line. And not one time, I believe, he ever said – yeah, I'm sick or whatever. It's just he wanted to see how it was in yeah. the line. And I'm like, yeah. why the fuck are you in the line? I hate to be, but what the fuck are you in the line for? Right. Like, don't right. be in the line because right. you you're now to- you're now taking the place of somebody that needs to be there. And and honestly, like the a lot of the hospitals that I work with now, we're doing that in the emergency rooms. You know, we're stationing people there to essentially tell people like. Hey, you really don't need to be here. You know, here, here's a, here's some paperwork, you know, here's an app you can log into that will tell you when you need to come to the emergency room because 
you're essentially just creating a blockage for a people log that jam. need to be there. Yeah, you just started uh, a log jam because you got you got the sniffles but, and, and right because right and 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 you know the even that you know the 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 positive rate's still only like fifteen or twenty percent. So you know even the people that think they have it that are sick they get tested. You know four out of five of them are coming back as negative and they're all showing up in emergency rooms for, for things they would have never dreamed of going to the emergency room uh, four six months ago. And you know that, I mean that, that behavior changed, you know, that's completely driven by the, the fear and hysteria around this and not any, any real facts. Well, again, I'm a little more strong willed than most. Like it's kind of hard to phase me, but there could be other people that are not as, I mean, whatever they hear on Fox, whatever, or whatever, mm-hmm. they follow it to a T and they, Oh my God, did it, I'm not even going to research this. I believe this. And I'm like, it's, or they don't really have time to, it's, it's an, it's a very complex issue to where you have to delve into this a lot. And I don't even really want to, and I don't think I really have, but you know, you hear a story here and there and you're like, God, this is just, I, I, I think I texted you the other day. It's like, I'm not saying this is a hoax, but I feel it somewhere in my bones that way you might say, you know, being on team, not that bad. It's just not that bad. And I feel like it's something just like with your stats and and taking gambles. We, we gamble every day, go jump in a car. You, you're more likely to die there than, and if you just stayed in your house and that's the same thing with this, it's like, I, and I guess it's just pre-COVID. I was always like, mm, you know, I'll just stay home. I mean, I'm just kind of a more of a homebody. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, like my uh, former co-host, Jacob. Uh, he's more of a guy who wants to go outside and go to bars. And this is frustrating him. All this stuff is just driving him kind of nuts about it. And I, you know, yeah, it's not bad. Not bad for me. It's like, oh, people are going to be further away from me. Sounds like a pretty great time. <laughs> so, like that's that's a bit of a thing. I'm like, wow, we needed a COVID thing to realize that we don't need to stand so damn close to each other. I didn't need that. Yeah, some of these things, some of these things are just what I like to call the way things should have always been. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should probably have always washed our hands. More. Yeah, like let's be honest. You know, I I don't. I'm certainly not a germaphobe, but I'm I'm definitely somebody that when I you know shake somebody's hand, I'm like, oh, but I probably that's that's not cool. Uh, so these, the, you know, some of these things I think are going to be beneficial changes for society in general. No, but Hey, I have a no. question. I have a question for you. I, this ahead. is this hypothetical. I, I asked my, uh, I asked a friend this today. So say they get this vaccine worked out <sighs> pretty quickly. They rush it to project production. It's free. So we're, this is not going to cost you any money, but say November, are you getting it? Or are you going to say like, uh, let's, uh, let's ride this out and see, see where, uh, see where the control group nets out here in six months before I, I line up. I guess I could want to hear your answer, but my answer from the, the jump is no. Yeah. No. So my, uh, so here's, here's my answer because I, again, I'm on team. It's not that bad. So my, uh, my risk reward is I'm actually less afraid of getting it because I feel like at my age and my health, it's not going to have a negative impact on me than I am about injecting something that was rushed in three or four months that could potentially have unknown side effects down the road. 
it's not even a close decision for me. I, I would I would absolutely not get it. Now, uh, now, like, okay, if there's a if it comes out and it's like, hey, your grandmother can uh, have the vaccine because I actually have I've seen my grandmother once since. Oh God, it was in February, but then I couldn't see her. But I've seen her once and probably. I would say six months, and that's just insane. Mm-hmm. It was one of those, one of those people that I would see at least once a month, or if not once or twice a month. If she could get it, yeah, go ahead. Because what the hell's that going to do? I mean, right? It's not but really. The, 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 it's a different decision for her because she, it could be significantly dangerous. So the risk reward for her is like, no, you get the vaccine one hundred percent. Yeah. You know, but, for for us, you know, we potentially have 50, 60 more years to live. We don't know what side effects this vaccine could have. If you're older, yeah. I mean, I would tell my parents to get it in a heartbeat. Yeah. The, okay. Uh, that's that's same with mine. I would be like, you know, you're uh, mine are approaching 60. Just go get it. Fine. But yeah. me, I'm going to get the iPhone 3. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna drag I'm gonna drag my feet and get antibodies the old fashioned way. Yeah, I'm gonna go lick some guy with COVID. No, I'm not. But uh, it's it's yeah, I, I think that would be my uh, my answer to that. And it's not I'm not I've yes I've seen a Bill Gates as a weird vaccine guy uh, videos. I have, and he is he is a weird vaccine guy. I'm not gonna lie. So um, and when Melinda Gates goes, I believe. The, uh, I think she said something about minorities or something. She get it first. I'm going, what's your deal? <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like that's that faint that, that faint alarm going off in the I'm, back of your head. I know. I'm going. Um, all right. No, well, and I'm actually, and I get a flu shot every year. I mean, you know, I, again, they they've been. I think you probably do, should. I mean, yeah, you, they've been doing those long enough that I don't. You, I don't been, feel like there's a big risk. You got a hospital. Yeah, so I'm, I'm fine right. with that. I I uh, I get one every year, and and but yeah, so the something about the the number of typical regulations that are going to be waived to rush this thing through. Yikes! The, that uh, and there's like a, uh, feels like a decision I'd regret later. It's like the it's like the the race to the moon right now. Like there, uh, I think there's competing like Gilead and whoever else is. Yeah. Moderna. Yeah. And, they're, and, they're and all... Russia, Russia's hacking our trials <laughs> for it. Trying to, trying to scoop us. Yeah. It's like a, it's like the, yeah. Nuke arms race all over again here. I like, so you got this makeshift, uh, and I'm hearing good things that it's, I don't even know why that would do that. Uh, as far as I heard, some of it's boosting immunities or something like that. And I go, okay. Well, I just thought it would, you know, make sure you didn't have get COVID or at least, at least reduce the chances of getting COVID. I didn't know it would boost immunities. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would. Uh, I'd veer. I think Jacob also told me uh, veer. F- way away from the uh the brand new vaccine that apparently we're able to get that but we weren't able to get anything for SARS that's we still have a vaccine for that but we're able to get uh a vaccine for this why is that yeah why hey it's an election year (laughs) and 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 i uh i'm also and then this is this is where i uh yeah this is where i sign the screen and say look these opinions are mine and and nobody else's but i wouldn't be surprised if post-election we things calm down if the disease is suddenly uh in in very very quick uh remission after that uh wouldn't <sighs> shock me you know i think it would probably be 
pretty interesting to see how the media would treat this after, you know, let's say I vote for Biden and uh, he wins. And, uh, you know, we, me and Jacob had that thing where we were like, we're phone for Biden. We need him <laughs> to win so we can just get back to going to bars or something. <laughs> like, we need him to win. <laughs> I've, I've tweeted that and everyone on my... Not my followers, but you know the people there. Hey, like, they were like followers. my following had told me they were like, "Well, we lost Brad. He's he's voting for Biden." I go, "This is strategic, okay? That's yes. like it's like wearing ma- uh, wearing a mask, right? I really you're, don't you're vote- actually your vote is helping cure COVID. You just you've you've just figured out the you figured out the system already. Everybody Pretty else much. is is slow slow to the game here. All right, Tommy. Well, I feel like I've held your time up long enough. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, go oh, yeah, this was fun. I appreciate it. <laughs> I hope it was. I, I, I had fun. I, I don't know if we, it was that funny, but maybe it was interesting. But I don't know. Yeah, well, no, I, I, I'll, I'll love listening back to this in like three years when we're all all dead and the we're like the we last no people on earth. We're like, man, remember when we were talking about team not that bad? It was amazing. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we would end up like the guy uh, – which I still need more information on this. Why is everything weird having in San Antonio? But uh, the 30 year old who died from COVID because they had a COVID party, which I still don't think is real. But they had a no. Co- they had a party that somebody had COVID at. It wasn't a COVID party, but did you that, not that, hear that, that was the that oh was no? The I've, I've read all about this story because there was a medical professional that was quoted up and down in this story. So you're telling me that was fake news that they all No, go, it wasn't fake news. It wasn't fake news. I mean, first? The thing is, though, uh, you know, breaking news, every now and then 30-year-olds die. It uh, unexpectedly. Sometimes. Unexpectedly. Yeah, it, yeah. it does happen. Though. Mm-hmm. Yes. But in his dying words, it was, it was so dramatic. In his dying words, he goes, maybe that wasn't such a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> go... Who the fuck is writing this? I, I need to. I need to hear. I don't think you should even be able to print that unless I hear audio or video of some sort. Hearing some whoever go and his dying words were, "It was a bad idea to have a COVID party." <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, I hope next time we can have. Maybe we'll have a COVID party of our own. See who gets. Yeah, it I was going to say we have a have a COVID party here on Google Hangout. I'd like that. Yeah. This is this is meat. This is Google Meet. Oh, sorry. Google me. Yeah, Yeah. get it right. (laughs) So, well, I appreciate it, Tommy, and I hope uh, we can do it another time. And yeah, I enjoyed it anytime. Yeah, and uh, and thanks for uh, yeah, thanks for letting me promote. uh, Tell me where to turn at where to turn pod. Yeah, you might. And get, uh, we'll have a new we'll have a new episode this week where we review Die Hard. Speaking of bad script writing, and we you, spend a lot of time. Were you the one who didn't who's never seen Die Hard? I have now. <laughs> I have seen you've Die never Hard. seen it. Okay, I watched Die Hard for the first time one week ago today, or, or one week ago yesterday, and and uh, and gave a full review, full. top to bottom. Well, I will be looking forward to that. When's that going to be coming out? Probably tomorrow morning. So I don't know when you release this episode, but Friday, uh, Friday morning. So by the time this comes out, it'll it'll already be there. So I'll, I'll find out when you release yours, and then I'll release mine about an hour later. There so, you go. So that's scoop us. <laughs> scoop, scoop our ten listeners, and you can have them. All right. I guess we'll end on uh, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Oh, absolutely. The, the whole the whole thing revolved around a Christmas party. So yes, it's a Christmas movie. There we go. All right. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks. Appreciate it.